Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and the host for this episode of the show. Today we're going to be talking about the economy. Uh, I'm going to be sitting in with Nate Woolley. He's the guy that does the Gindex with us. And believe it or not, it's not all bad news for once. Well, I, I don't think we should break out the happy times are here again uh, just yet. But, uh, but Nate, uh, welcome to the lounge today. Thanks, man. This ain't no NPR. There ain't no happy days are here again. Really. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but things have been getting better, and that's why I, I thought it was it was good that we should maybe do a little bit of a show on the economy. Um, the the uh, I mean, you do the Gindex, so I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but um, we've been the the Gindex, which is the um, the what we how we track the publicly traded companies in the game industry, and we've been tracking that for oh probably thirteen years. years. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've sort of learned to spot trends and stuff. I actually back when uh, back when I had money, I was actually able to use the Gindex to uh, to pick stocks. I could see I could spot trends and be like, okay, Midway's gonna gonna go crazy here and stuff like that. You have money? Send me. Some. <laughs> I said back when I had money. <laughs> ah, the nineties were a lovely yes. time. We're We'd good. have to get into the Delorean and go back to the nineties and. <laughs> Get a loan from myself. <laughs> You'll be like, trust me, stuff this in your mattress. You're going to need this later. <laughs> gold. Just buy gold. Trust me. Yeah, Ron Paul said so. Who's Ron Paul? Ron Never Paul. mind. Just trust me. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, what, Why don't you give us... Invest in Obama stocks. <laughs> why don't you give us a little bit of a history just uh, of, of the Gindex re- recent history and where we've been at and where we're at now, and then we'll go... We'll try to discuss what that means. Well, the basics of the Gindex, when we started uh, GameIndustry.com back in 1997, John and I, I wanted this to be a business-to-business publication where business... People in the industry could come in and find things they won't normally find. I didn't want to be one more site that was all, woo, these games are awesome, look how radical we are, because, you know, I'm an old guy and that's boring. I wanted something that would appeal to people, you know, who are a little more on the ball. So I put together what is essentially a weighted stock portfolio that we could aggregate and track from week to week. You know, is the industry going up? Is it going down? Are people investing in it? Are they selling? Selling? Oh my God, sell! You know, how are those things affecting the industry? And that's the Gindex. In the short, we track the market cap and the stock price of publicly traded game companies in North America, because I don't want to translate stuff from the yen and the yuan and stuff. You know, forgive me. <laughs> um, but that's what we do. And it gives us at least a first line or a first level impression on the health and growth of the industry. Is there more money flowing into the companies or away from the companies on the market? Yeah, and also, are the companies going out of business? That's another one that I believe. Well, we've, we've seen a certain amount of that. <laughs> yes. We've also seen a great deal of consolidation over the years. First with EA buying everything in, st- in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what last year the year before with the Activision Blizzard merger yeah. that created holy cow suddenly EA had competition for largest game company on the planet yeah it's interesting uh, at the, a lot of the E3 um shows of course you and I Nate 
got to go to the business uh, seminars and things that they did, and and one of the things that was always said there uh, was predicted back in the days of the Wild West of the game industry, one of the things that was always predicted was that consolidation was going to be the big thing and everybody would merge. And to some extent, we have seen that. Big, big giants, little little companies become big giants and then the big giants swallow up the little companies and then eventually the giants start eating each other. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I think what wasn't shown at that at that particular at those seminars was that um, there's always going to be the smaller companies because you've got a lot of companies that are being formed now they don't necessarily jump mm-hmm. right onto the Jindex but it's not like it's going to be just you know EA running the whole market although for a while it almost was but but I think yeah it certainly was you know what's that old phrase you know EA gets a cold or sneezes and the rest of the industry gets a <laughs> it's true although although um, again not not so much anymore but but yeah. It was it was interesting. Ten years ago, when Electronic Arts was buying up everybody, they subsumed them. When they bought Ma- you know, Maxis, when they bought Origin, you know, those labels ceased to exist. Yeah, that. But when Activision and Blizzard went together, you know, that became a merger and a partnership to work together. That's kind of an interesting contract. Well, yeah, I mean even like uh like when Microsoft uh you know did the Bungie thing. Bungie didn't cease to exist. Bungie was just, you know, a Microsoft company basically. So whereas EA was like you are now EA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all fell under the the and that's a matter of matter of corporate culture and preference, I suppose. Probably. But looking at the Gindex recently and I I will say, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily the business guy, but I have noticed, like I say, a lot of trends in the Gingex. You know, they're that's why I get to sign the checks. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, I would like my uh, I would like my pay in yen from now on because it ain't it ain't Friday. <laughs> the um the uh, the Gingex. Uh, you know, back in the days when the economy was booming, the Gindex was well above ten thousand, ten thousand, eleven thousand, and then we might we might have broken eleven once. <laughs> But, I mean, it was a big thing when we broke above 10 because when we started back in 97, I think the first Gendex was like 900 or something. Yeah, yeah, the companies definitely have grown, which is awesome. But um, in the recent history, looking at the past, say, two years or so, the Gendex has fallen from its lofty heights of, of 10,000. 10, it's been down around 6,000, 5,000. It even dipped at one point down to into the 4,000s. Maybe, maybe. I, I'd have to. I think it dipped. I, well, I mean, we're talking like four thousand eight hundred or something like that. I think it was. Yeah. Well, it was. It was brutal. Is well, just like everything else. But when the banks all tanked in August two thousand eight, and the market just basically, you know, disintegrated. It wasn't just the Gindex that took it in the neck. Everybody did. Absolutely. And the Gindex has stayed at that level. I mean, there was one point where we were talking to uh, to Greg, our tech guy who, who helps run everything, and we were talking about, well, do we need to expand the Gindex? Because for like six months, it was like 100 points up, 120 points down, 100 points up, but it stayed right at that level. So when you looked at the Gindex progressively, because if you go to GameIndustry.com and you click on uh, Gindex at the top, uh, you can see progressively the you know, the trends up and down over the past uh, few weeks and so forth. Um, you know, it's basically... Well, if, you, could, you can actually go back years if you want with that now. Right, well, it, but but I mean, in recent history, it's been pretty much like a flat line. So we were like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we need to make the range a little bigger so that it looks like it's sweeping more or something. And thankfully, we didn't do that because now, um, as of recently, and this kind of came out of nowhere, within the last couple weeks... Um, you know, the, your your big thing about the Gingex is that we we suddenly jumped above nine thousand. 
Well, it's been trending upwards since it tanked, but it's been slow. Mm-hmm. Like you say, John, it's up up a hundred, down eighty, up a hundred, down fifty. So there's been growth, just like in the regular markets. But uh, just in the last couple of months, it's done pretty well. Something's gotten traction, and it's working. I don't know if it's the upcoming holiday season. We've had some big releases on the board coming out. I mean, Fable 3's out there. The new Call of Duty's out there. Something's getting people to invest in the market and inflate the uh, stock prices of these firms. Yeah, well, from the reviews point of view, I mean, from, like, January through probably August, most of the games that came out were kind of like, I mean, it wasn't that they weren't good games. You had some, you had some games in there that, you know, were good, like, uh, Enslaved Odyssey of the West was kind of like a sleeper hit and stuff, but it wasn't anything that really excited people. And the only, the only game that was really, you know, like a major game that everybody was looking forward to was really, um, was really Red Dead Redemption, and everyone you know bought that one and was looking forward to it. And and but there really wasn't anything else. And now we've got, um, well, you mentioned a couple of them. There's also Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. There's Fallout New Vegas. There's the peripherals. You know, PlayStation Move is out, and Microsoft Connect. And Connect just seems to be, um, you know, burning up the charts. Everybody who has an Xbox wants to have a Connect. And and so, you know, there's a lot of things that are that are pushing it. <laughs> Translate all of those as, holy crap, Nintendo beat our ass. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, I mean, if Nintendo rests on its laurel, because you know their their enhanced Wiimote <laughs> isn't isn't really gonna beat the Kinect the way the Kinect works. I mean, the Kinect has three cameras, one of them's infrared. It can move around and put you on the screen and stuff. It's it's a pretty advanced piece of technology, really. So. Oh, sure it is, and I'm not really arguing with it. But it's definitely responsive to the fact that Nintendo said, we're doing this other weird-ass thing. I mean, I was at that E3 when they held their big press announcement. Everybody's like, what's the new Nintendo? And they come out and say, we're calling it the Wii. <laughs> and we went, what? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Dude, you know that's stupid, right? And it turns out we were the ones who were stupid, and so was everybody yeah, else. I, know, I saw this. I saw the first time I saw it, it was a poster, and I was like, they're calling it the World War II? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> How odd. <laughs> so, um, but the, uh, yeah. Funny, funny thing for a Japanese firm to name itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get you the first time, but now we will sell you electronics and bring you into submission that way um the you can't say it hasn't worked <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it's uh, yeah you know uh, back to the economy things um so so what do you think is driving the the, the jump to nine thousand? i mean uh, obviously the games could be a thing it could be the holiday or you know the other thing that it might be and this is something i want to throw out there is you know, when i was looking at trends before because we've had economic slumps in the past, they haven't been this bad, but they've been bad ones. And it seems like two things happen. One is the game industry is late to to follow the trend. Like when the when the economy basically crashed and all the stocks went down, you know, the the big what are the big indexes like the S and P five hundred and all that. S and P, the Nasdaq, yeah, all that stuff went down, and we were looking at the Jindex, and we were like, "Wow, the Jindex is still still holding strong." It didn't really seem to affect the companies that were on the Jindex, and then we started to see a lot of other magazines and other publications come out with these editorials, stupidly saying that, "Oh, well, the game industry must be recession proof. We're we're bulletproof. It can't it can't affect us." Um, yeah, that's crap. 
Well, it was crap, but it took three or four months before, and then the Gindex crashed just like everybody else. But we were late, we were late getting to that trend, and it seems like we're sort of the last to follow a downward trend. But again, it, it seems like we are also one of the first to follow an upward trend. So could could this be an indication that maybe better times are on the horizon or is this the, the last grasp of poor people trying to trying to uh, ignore reality and, and play some call of duty and forget the fact that you know they've been looking for a job for eight months i'd hate to commit to that um one of the reasons i think it took uh there w- that there was some trailing action before the gindex really tanked mm-hmm. back in 2008 is when the banks tanked and everything went south, we were building up to the Christmas season, a traditional time for you know strong stock market sales and strong product sales for the industry. Let's face it, we move, what, a third of all product for Christmas? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're seeing that now. I think this is big trend upwards leading towards several big titles out there hoping to move a ton of them uh, for Christmas. The Gindex didn't really tank until after we got past that. Now, some guy by who wants to, you know, spend his his food money on, you know, black ops or something, won't affect it. Won't affect the Gindex at all. It's the institutional investor out there who's going to say, "I think people are going to buy this guy's products that are going to force those uh, stock prices up." Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know wisdom of crowds or something. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm deeply concerned that we're second year of a. Uh, of really the worst economy in the last 70 or 80 years. And we're beginning to see real cutbacks in luxury spending and non-discretionary spending, or discretionary spending, sorry. And I'll be interested to see what Christmas is exactly like. You know, are we going to move a million copies of each game over the next month? Or are mothers going to stay home and knit, you know, socks for their kids instead of buying video game systems? Hmm. And that's going to depend on what sort of discretionary and disposable income these folks feel like they have. Even if they have it, they may have been so scared over the last couple of years that they won't spend it on something frivolous like a game. And let's face it, they're frivolous. I mean, they, they are. You know, well, they're, 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 you, you, go without, you go without a game, you don't starve or freeze to death. That's true. There are a lot of, people, a lot of things that people spend stuff on that's frivolous, though. I mean, I... I think the entire jewelry market is basically frivolous i mean but you you, yeah, you ask yeah, a, yeah, a woman that karen, karen complains to me about that. <laughs> i mean I, I just i i think like a diamond necklace or a ruby ring or something like that i mean unless you're playing world of warcraft and that stuff has magical powers it doesn't help you in real life one bit <laughs> you can't you can't eat it uh it doesn't keep you warm <laughs> It does have magical powers. She agreed to marry you. <laughs> I suppose so. That was one. Folks, ma- folks I was there. I was there. <laughs> that was when, when John. Proposed. That was one. It was very. Special. Yes, that was one magic ring. <laughs> yes, it was. Because who the hell was gonna marry you? <laughs> hey, man! I had a line around the block. <laughs> they thought it was a Star Wars premiere, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, the second year theory is very interesting, Nate. Um, and this is the first time I've, I've actually heard of it. What what is that exactly? So people won't spend in the second year of a downturn. The first year of a downturn, and yeah, I'm not sure any real economist would back this, but this is sort of observational on my part. The first year, people could say, "Well, it's tough, but you know, we'll get through it." You go through a second year where you still got that uncertainty about your job and your house payment, your car payment. You know, and you know, you're no longer eating, you know, good food. You're eating like, you know, 
macaroni and cheese and stuff. Mm. And you start going, this might actually last a long time. Hmm. And you start buckling down and not spending. Not at all, unless you can help it. Uh-huh. And that's, I think, where you really see luxury goods have a rough time. Anything that's not, you know, shelter, food, clothing. That's a that's a great theory. That's I I hadn't heard that anywhere. I, so that's the Nate Woolley theory on the economy. And God, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> but well, you know what? So do I. Keep keep going to the site, folks. <laughs> click, click through to our advertisers. Are good. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So interesting. Well, I. Bree- Breeden likes to get paid. I do. I do sometimes like that. Um, the uh, it's it's quite interesting though the uh, the fact that you know people are buckling down and stuff. I think the one good thing that games have going for them over. I mean, if if you're gonna if you're gonna put them in a frivolous or not frivolous category, obviously they have to go into the frivolous category. But they do provide entertainment value, and the one thing that's that's good about games, um, you know, over say movies, for instance, is that if you go to a movie, you get, you, of course, you're paying a lot less, but you're also being entertained for a lot less. So giving somebody, you know, movie passes or something like that is kind of cool. But if you give them, you know, Call of Duty Black or you know, give, um, you know, the Black Ops game, you know, they can theoretically play that for months, you know, especially online. Oh sure, sure. I think that's one of the reasons you see this new trend towards. Uh Free massive multiplayer games mm-hmm. like D and D Online has gone, and then Turbine brought out Lord of the Rings Online for free. Oh God, don't remind me. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I understand, but it provides entertainment time at very little cost. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm and just. You, a- you can purchase the enhanced system if you want. But you don't have to. No, I'm just upset being a being a Lord of the Rings longtime player. Now, now everybody can. We've let everyone into the party. <laughs> it's not an ex- poor, poor baby. Um, but you know, at the same time, I suspect that they were struggling financially before they made that decision. Because I will bet you right here, right now, I'll bet you. I don't know. Let me see. There's just got to be something around in this office. I can. I'll eat my hat over here if World of Warcraft goes free to play ever. <laughs> Well, I understand. I understand that. But, you know, I'll bet you they're, they're going to lose some market share to these free guys. That's true. Especially if times stay hard. I mean, it's what, 12, 15 bucks a month or something for Warcraft? That is expensive for somebody who's, you know, really struggling economically. That's true. And if you can switch over to something else. You know, what the heck? <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, I never really considered that, but you're probably right. I wonder how, how much they will strip market share away. A lot of the MMOs that are coming out of the gate now are free to play. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Because you've changed the terms of the discussion, if you see what I mean. That's deep, man. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I had not. I saw the big trend about everything, the MMOs going free to play, but I never really mm-hmm. related that back to the economy. Now I'm going to have to schedule an MMO show and figure out if, if there really is a correlation. But uh. Well, there might be. I'm not saying there definitively is, but. Free is better than not free. Yeah, especially if you can get quality free. And I will say that Lord of the Rings Online, I mean, for a, for a free game, that's about the highest level game for an MMO. And you're getting it for free. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so all right, Nate. Well, um, so so what do you think's going to happen? I mean, we've talked about possibly, 
you know, the, the, the game industry might be at the beginning of a, of a better trend. We might, we talked about it may just be a ramp up to the holiday season. Uh, we talked that it might be the, the good stuff that's out there. If you had to guess one way or the other, I mean, you've been doing this for 13 years. What do you, what do you think? Are we going to stay above 9,000 or is, is, you know, at- I think it, I, I think in the short term we stay above 9,000, certainly through the, the end of the Christmas buying season. Mm-hmm. And then we wait for those reports. You know, if they sell 12 copies of Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, all, <laughs> then we'll see those, we'll see a severe sort of regrouping, which is to say, holy crap, we're screwed. Um, so I just can't tell you how it's going to go, but I bet we'd stay above 9,000 for a while. You know, if we reach January and, you know, the guys over at Activision Blizzard and EA and all this stuff are, Lighting cigars with thousand dollar bills because why not? <laughs> then it's here to stay. I mean, I know that's kind of a wimpy prediction, <laughs> but we've got to see how how the holiday season really goes. Yeah. Not ju- not just with orders shipped because those ship those buys are already made. Those orders are already committed to be in those stores, but how they actually sell. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there is a difference between how many how many shipped and how many actually get sold. So that'll be a that'll be a big thing. I mean, we we're also we're also controlled by the larger economy. Mm-hmm. We're going we're going into a downtime because we're going into winter where everything sort of slows down. But we can't afford to slow down very much. You don't want to double dip recession. I sure don't want to double dip recession. And heck, we're not even out of the last one. We don't want another one to start. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy time, definitely. There's been there's been economic growth. Don't get me wrong; it just hasn't been sufficient to really get things going. Right. You know, it's it's not like it's still 1933 or anything. <laughs> yeah, well, hope not. Well, we had bread lines back then. I wonder if we'd have like you know Xbox 360 lines <laughs> line up and get your secondhand game for free. <laughs> You know, if that's our biggest problem, we're in pretty good. That's true. That's true. We'll see. All right. Well, um, our uh, email address, please let us know what you think about the economy. And uh, if uh, uh, one good thing that you could let us know, send us an email. Let us know, are you buying games this season? What, what's what's coming out that definitely interests you? And are you going to spend money? And, and if you can, I know this might be a lot to ask you listeners, but look at what you bought last year and let us know if you're buying the same amount or you plan to buy more this year. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. And you can also follow us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash gameindustry. So, Nate, do you follow us on our Facebook page? <laughs> I do. I do. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, um, let us know uh, what you guys are thinking about the economy. And, Nate, thank you for joining me today. I'll let you get back to your, your economic bunker where you can analyze what's <laughs> what's going on in the world. 10,000 rounds of ammunition and a Wii. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do, what, to shoot the, the screen when you're, uh, when you don't do well on your game? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Or keep Hargosh out. <laughs> zombie, zombie Hargosh. <laughs> That's awesome. There's nothing more terrifying. <laughs> Alright, well you have a good one, Nate, and, uh. How, how do I shoot the brain? <laughs> brain? What? <laughs> Oh, I'm paying. I'm paying for that one. I would suspect if he listens to the show, we'll <laughs> see. I'm doing a show with him next week, so we'll find out if you get payback or not. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care.